Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Film Haven Reviews. I'm your host Sawyer as always, and today we are going to be continuing our theme of Godzilla movies or Gojira. Um, kaiju Godzilla films, they're uh, specifically ones that are made in Japan um, for Japanese audiences mostly. And also, um, I realized too, all of these movies feature um, just Godzilla and not Godzilla fighting another monster, which is a distinction that is made between all of these kind of movies. And another part of this theme is this uh, kind of social commentary that is being made, sometimes political commentary. Um, in the film so like some of these other American Godzilla movies they don't really have as much substance to them as far as like a multi-layeral approach or a metaphorical approach as I said last week it's kind of more of a, like oh how big is that monster and then once you get to like King of Monsters it's kind of like the second of the American recent American ones it's kind of like oh you know how big and bad is he versus these guys you know he's the King of Monsters so it's like kind of a, a rumble uh, you know, King of the Hill, who's going to win? Obviously, it's Godzilla. Also, I actually haven't seen Godzilla vs. Kong or King Kong, whatever, the last American one that was made. Um, I, w I would be interested in seeing it. I just, I missed it. I think it was like, it came out during COVID uh, and, and I didn't have HBO Max then. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, that one also is, you know, he's split, you're splitting screen time between Godzilla and King Kong and you got so much story that you have to get to that, the kind of uh, metaphorical nature of Godzilla kind of gets lost in the sauce. Anyway, so this week we are talking about Shin Godzilla. And Shin Godzilla in this movie is just like in similarly to the last movie, Godzilla Minus One, is very much a vehicle for other things. Um, he's definitely in this one more so maybe even than um, the last movie. He is uh, like a force of nature. I mean, he, he doesn't really have much like actual character to him. Um, he doesn't feel as much of a character as he is like an obstacle or like, like I said, a force of nature. He is just this massive problem for the government to try to figure out. And I think uh, really he's supposed to be kind of meant to be comparable to like a disaster, like a large disaster. And from what I've been reading, this Godzilla movie is specifically supposed to be a kind of a biting commentary on the Japanese government's failure to respond well to the Fukushima disaster, which I don't remember too much about that. I remember when it happened. I think it was like a like a tsunami that uh, hit the coast of Japan, and it also caused like massive power outages. And then those outages caused like a lot of the backup generators and stuff of power nearby power plants uh, to go down. And because of that, they didn't have proper cooling. And so then the radioactivity kind of overheated and then it started to contaminate the water and the surrounding areas. And then there was a, it was a big deal. But on top of the power plant, it was also an earthquake and a tsunami and that caused a, a lot of damage. And so I think it's not just the power plant. It's also just the, the, the Japanese government's failure to respond well to that entire incident, the entire disaster. So this movie is dealing with the disaster. The, the movie, you know, the synopsis of the film is pretty much just a the bureaucracy of Japan, the Japanese government trying to handle this massive disaster that they've never handled before, which is a giant sea monster coming out onto land and destroying Tokyo. 
And that's an interesting and unique approach to the Godzilla story. It's kind of almost like the flip side of God, Godzilla Minus One, if you think about it, because Godzilla Minus One is like during the late 40s when there was a demilitarization in Japan and they didn't have a military and their government wasn't very effective. And so it was kind of like, what do we do if this monster comes at this time when we're kind of like, you know, down and out? And it was about this the citizenry getting together and defeating Godzilla. So it's like the common man defeating Godzilla. Whereas in this film, it's more of like what 70 years later, what if Japan had a bunch of tools at their disposal? They had pretty much everything that a modern society would need or a modern country would need to be able to handle pretty much any disaster that they had. How would they get together and try to tackle something so seemingly immortal and unstoppable as Godzilla? And it's interesting, too, because you get to see it from the origin. Basically, the, the movie starts like pretty much as soon as Godzilla appears. So Godzilla is like the origin of the movie. It's not setting up any character arcs or anything like that. It's just there is this vessel in the sea that's right off a local harbor that's kind of a neighborhood of Tokyo or kind of an outskirt of Tokyo. And the ship just kind of gets destroyed and it's like, what's going on? The government's trying to uh, figure it out. All this blood rains down into a tunnel underneath the the sea because, you know, there's like, you know, highways underneath these bays and stuff like that. And it's like, where's this blood coming from? It couldn't be all these people. What's happening? And they think it's like an underground fissure. But they're like, how would there? How would we not know? I mean, there's if we built a tunnel under this, we would know what's above the tunnel. So it can't be that. And so like they're trying to investigate. And of course, as you would expect, and and maybe it's just me being conditioned to a sometimes ineffectual government bureaucracy in America. But as you would expect, they're kind of slow to respond. Not slow to respond, but they're 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 quick to think of the best case scenario and not like something that's truly disastrous. They're not thinking this is a giant sea monster, even though there's a character that's kind of maybe uh, in introducing that idea early on and everyone thinks that he's crazy, of course. But I mean, if you really think about it in reality, people would think that he was crazy because why would there be a massive sea monster out in the Bay of Tokyo? That just doesn't necessarily like compute if you're not in a Godzilla movie. Um, so I, I kind of understood that. And that there's a bit of a theme to this, actually. Um, I this, this movie is supposed to be like a really critical look at government and bureaucracy and stuff like that. But I saw a movie where pretty much everyone, except for a few characters, were like just trying their best. And it was under circumstances that were really difficult to deal with. I mean, a lot of the movie is weighing um, Godzilla, like trying to defeat Godzilla versus civilian casualties. And the prime minister seems to really struggle with this on whether to act quickly in order to take this Godzilla thing out in exchange for allowing citizens to clear out the area. And I think that's very human. It makes sense. And I think it would be very hard for any human to sit there and say, hmm, let's take out this Godzilla thing by any means necessary. And it doesn't matter the human cost. Let's just do it. I mean, I think it's a very callous approach. Obviously, maybe it's the most rational in, in hindsight after you see that this thing is so um, destructive. But when it's especially because the movie kind of goes in three waves as far as the Godzilla goes. You have like the initial Godzilla situation, which is like kind of in the first third and then uh, it's like kind of like an intro of sorts. And then you have like this middle section where Godzilla comes back and he goes into Tokyo like proper and he really wrecks and stuff. And then you have like a, a final confrontation with Godzilla where they're trying to actually defeat him. So in that first initial um, situation, I mean, he, he's, he's not uh, the Godzilla that you would think. And that, that kind of gets to the design, which is really cool. The design is very scary and weird. 
almost like anime or something. Like, I don't know what, like, there's something about the design that's so off. It, it's really creepy. It kind of has like a, uh, I mean, I don't even know if you'd call it like a, uh, like uncanny valley, but like there's something just really off about it. A high strangeness maybe would be the best word because, um, it's like, imagine Godzilla, but if he was like a bit of like a lizard with a longer neck, smaller head and giant googly eyes on himself and he's kind of moving around all herky-jerky in a weird way that doesn't really sit right with the human psyche and instead of walking around he actually just kind of like flops on land and then goes through a street and just kind of like shimmies like on his on his belly like like a snake almost through uh, a very crowded uh, city street and he's like literally piling like tens to hundreds of cars up and like pushing them away and meanwhile you see his like googly eye heads and it just doesn't look right and his neck has this weird like gills on it that is like just excreting like large amounts of blood it's very strange and that's one of the reasons why i wanted to watch this movie because the design of godzilla is different than pretty much every godzilla i've ever seen he does like evolve he levels up as the movie goes on which is really cool i love that there's different states of godzilla and you kind of get to see him get bigger over time. I mean, I think that's great just as an idea for uh, design-wise. And it's also just for a movie, you know, you're kind of excited to see what the next iteration is going to be. Like, what is he going to do this time? You know, by the end of the movie, you're like, what's the big thing? And it gets crazy. But anyway, so like at the beginning, he, he, he just looks completely different. By the end, he looks a little bit more what you would expect. A little bit more like the original Godzilla. But anyway, at the beginning of the movie, no one knows what this thing is. I mean, if you think, if you put your yourself into the situation I mean it's developing so fast and you don't know like basically he's moving really slow but he's destroying like this entire city uh, street as he's moving forward so he's he's really causing a lot of damage and they're evacuating people that it's ahead of its path and its trajectory they're trying to map it out they're trying to send out like uh, attack helicopters eventually to try to stop this thing and it's just like they're, but they're hesitating a little bit on what to do I mean there, there's so many different protocols and they they argue a lot at the beginning too about like uh, we we can't mobilize a military force because this this specific thing doesn't fall under this article and this kind of and I think that's kind of maybe where some of the commentary is coming from where it's like you are focused so hard on the legality of the actions that you're taking when there is a giant monster that is like destroying your city and I do understand maybe that that kind of criti criticism but at the same time like I mean I don't know I'm I'm not like trying to, I'm not trying to be political or anything like this but just on an existential level like modern societies are built on laws and rules and regulations and the things that stop you from doing things that are very rash and destructive and so i mean the the difference between like a dictatorship and like a democracy a lot of it comes down to the checks and balances and the things that keep people from doing uh things carte blanche without having to think and of course there are executive orders there are things that are like kind of supposed to serve the role of quick action that quick decisive action but there, there is always rules. There's always checks and balances. And I think that that's important in society. So it's very interesting to me that they would use like, I mean, would you really like want the government, the prime minister to just be able to just like shoot all its missiles at a creature that they don't even know what it is yet? I mean, at the beginning of the movie, they're even talking about capturing it because they don't really know what's going on. 
Meanwhile, like I guess in, in the, as far as technical aspects go or like the vibe of the movie, it's really interesting because it keeps going back and forth between like in real time between the bureaucratic decision making that's going on in, in courtroom. I mean, not courtrooms and in, in committee rooms and and counsel's offices and stuff like that. It, it's going back and forth between that and then the real time of just like Godzilla slowly moving towards the main area of Tokyo and it just feels it feels like you're watching almost more of a like a tsunami or a tornado or something like that or maybe even um it just feels like more real like a more real version of Godzilla that like what if this really happened almost like a like a documentary of sorts um obviously it's not but it's done in a very non-dramatic way if that makes sense it's not a it's not cinematic the way Godzilla's coming it, it kind of feels like you're just watching footage of Godzilla tearing up a city, which is really interesting. I, I really thought that was a very like sterile look at Godzilla as like, like I said, once again, uh, like a force of nature versus like a character. He wasn't a character. He was just something that was happening and they were trying to deal with it as it goes. I mean, I, th there is a kind of like Godzilla minus one. There is a um, more weighted on the human side of Godzilla and Godzilla is more of a vehicle for something else. And of course, now that I've heard about the Fukushima Fukushima incident, and uh, this is kind of being a commentary against that, it totally makes sense. This is basically a natural disaster of sorts that is happening, and the government is trying to respond. Um, so that that definitely you get that vibe. It definitely feels differently than. Um, other Godzilla movies and I really appreciate that we love unique stuff here speaking of unique stuff I want to get into the creature design a little bit more too because I think that's one of my favorite things about this movie but I just want to like quickly tie a bow on the conceptual aspect of the movie and I just feel like uh, once again I, I, there is some like backroom deal stuff that by the end like there are, there are definitely characters and politicians and um, people that are high up in the government that are vying for their positions and they're kind of getting lost in the bureaucracy and their own motivations and ambitions and are maybe using this incident in order to um, forward their own political aims. But at the end of the day, most of the people who are fighting for um, the Japanese people and fighting to, to get rid of this got this, you know, disaster, they are doing it in a genuine way. And some of the people are even very high up. And maybe that's part of it, too, is, is that, you know, within this system, these bureaucratic, these complex Byzantine um, bureaucratic systems, there are good people and there are people that are going to take advantage of it. And I think that is the most realistic way to look at it because that's just how it is. I mean, humans are humans and it's, you know, with power, was it absolute power corrupts absolutely. And it may not be absolute power, but people in general, the more power you get, the easier it's going to be for you to think about getting more power instead of doing the job that you were maybe put in charge to do. Because if you are in power, that means you have a big responsibility. And I feel like a lot of the government employees in this movie were really concerned with uh, human casualties. Uh, more so than I feel like even American government would be. So I honestly, like... I'm not too critical on the response. So it kind of just was an interesting movie to me to see how a government would respond to something like Godzilla. That's what the movie was for me. But, you know, I'm not Japanese. So I re and this movie was made definitely for Japanese people. So I, I, I bet that a Japanese person who's lived in Japan their whole life would probably understand the commentary a little bit better, actually a lot of it better than me. Um, but I think for American audiences, um, yeah, it's just fun to watch a government 
respond to a Godzilla disaster in a very real time way. So let's get into the design. I talked a lot about his like kind of first phase with the neck and the bleeding and the googly eyes and it's weird, but then he levels up into his second phase and man, this is like, I mean, for a quick reference, Shin Godzilla is like Godzilla, but purple. He, his heat ray, his big radioactive blast, he does it eventually in the, the towards the middle of the movie, and it's like the best one of the best versions of it I've ever seen because it starts out as this big like fiery like giant fiery exhaust that's coming out of his mouth, and then it kind of hones in from being like explosive red and orange to just like a purple beam that's like supersonic almost, and it just kind of like goes into you know breaks the sound barrier. It really like the 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 sound design and the visual design of it is really cool, and he kind of just like. Like shoots it up into the sky and as he does it just destroys an entire like I mean I mean like half of downtown Tokyo and it really I mean I don't know if I've seen a Godzilla movie that destroys so much in one shot like quite literally and then it's like a montage of him destroying the rest of Tokyo so it's very well done I will say in general the CGI is like a little spotty at a lot of like especially when you see Godzilla compared to like the real life stuff that's going on like people running away and stuff like that it's just a little like not not like the best CGI but at the same time it's it's a lot more like it's more of the art direction I think that there's just a completely different art style that's going on and towards the end of the movie I think the CGI actually got better and I feel like maybe too I was just getting used to it I'm not sure you definitely have to suspend your disbelief a little bit I mean a googly eyed like slithering Godzilla monster in a city street just is not going to be as realistic as the Godzilla that has been done a little bit more realistically in recent years. But still, I mean, it, it is still like, I think, especially during the scenes where it's just Godzilla, like wreaking destruction on just a city or stuff like that, it looked a lot better. Um, so I, I, CGI was a little spotty at times, but I think at, and then at other times it was some of the coolest CGI I've ever seen of Godzilla. And I think that's kind of what I mean by the art style because they kind of let go on trying to be like ultra realistic. They were allowed to kind of go off and do things a little bigger, a little more creatively than maybe other Godzilla movies. And Godzilla in this one levels up. I mean, by the, by the end, he's literally shooting laser beams out of his tail. He's shooting laser beams out of his back. Like it's insane. And it's all these purple beams, which looks really cool. And yeah, so really cool design on Godzilla himself on top of having some really good commentary. Um, and then, I mean, the only thing I would say bad against the movie is that there really is no drama. Like I said, it's very by the books. It's very like almost documentary style. They try to put a little bit of drama in it by having certain characters. Like I said, there's politicians that have certain aims and there's the good guys trying to do the best. There's a team of scientists that are trying to figure out how to take him out. I won't spoil how they take him out, but I think it was very creative the way that they did it and really cool. Um, I will say this though. I mean, I'm not going to tell you exactly how they do it, but I will say like how they actually subdue him, which is great is they like literally just like blow up skyscrapers and just have them like fall on him so that they can stun him for a second, which I think is like hilarious, but also like it's kind of what you would end up having to do. Right. But like think about how from the beginning where they were thinking about capturing him and where they're thinking all about like human costs and, and, and trying to reduce the amount of like capital that you're losing, like, the economic impact and stuff like that and then cut to the end where they're literally like blowing up entire skyscrapers just to like knock him down a little bit like that i think that was a really cool kind of progression to see from the beginning of the movie to the end 
Um, but anyway, that team of scientists that were trying to take him down and figure out like how to do it by unconventional means um, in the face of a possible American nuclear uh, warhead that was going to be dropped on him because the Americans didn't want him to come to the West uh, Western countries, which was that was also obviously a little bit of commentary there. Not another nuke on Japan and also not America dropping another nuke on Japan. You know, that was definitely that was pretty heavy handed, obviously. Um, but yeah, so the scientists are trying to figure out a way to defeat him without having to resort to nukes, which obviously, as we know of Godzilla, that's not going to work anyway, because he's literally like powered by nukes in most movies. So, and he was like created by nukes. So I think there was a little bit of dramatic irony there where like the audience knew that wasn't going to work too. It was just going to cause like even more destruction and make him better. But yeah, other than the scientific team, for the most part, the movie just wasn't very compelling as far as the human story goes. It was interesting. But it wasn't compelling in a way that a narrative is supposed to compel. I mean, if we could compare it to Godzilla minus one, which was very compelling. It was very, um, you know, dramatic, emotional. This was like the opposite of that. Very emotionless. That's a good way to put it. It was not very emotional whatsoever. It was very detached. And I think that obviously is the point because it's talking about these government officials that are trying to deal with Godzilla. It's not the emotional story against Godzilla. It is the cold, tactical government response to Godzilla and so it uh, makes sense but at the same time as a movie it makes it a little less um, interesting like by the end I was kind of done with the human story I was just ready for them to, to get rid of Godzilla like for the final fight and it's a long movie too it's like two hours and 12 minutes so to have like that there's like a 20 minute section towards the end where I'm just like all right come on let's get to it it was just a little over long and they spent a little bit too much time on this like admittedly very dry plot line with the humans it's interesting it's like kind of a thought experiment but that kind that kind of runs the gimmick kind of runs dry by the end um so but overall i really enjoyed it i think i'm going to give it like a 7.5 out of 10 um just for the the especially the the new take on godzilla the design was really cool and the way that they took him out was really cool as well i think those three things put together uh, the design especially is pulling a lot of weight there um the commentary like i said for me didn't really like work i mean it was interesting but i didn't see um, the bad stuff as being as bad. And once again, I, maybe I'm just like used to the American government be like that, but I don't know. Nothing seemed like particularly cruel. If anything, they were really trying to not, like their problem was, was being too slow to respond because they were trying to reduce human cost, which I think like who can blame someone for doing that? But I digress. It was a good movie. It was a really interesting twist on Godzilla. And I'm really glad that I did this because I think it fits the theme perfectly. Next week, we are going to be getting into the OG, the original 1954 Godzilla. I still have not seen it, so I'm very excited to see uh, how it kind of stacks against these others. And from what most people hear, that I hear, I mean, it's really still holds up pretty well. And actually, the director of this film, uh, Hideki Anno, who was actually pretty famous, I didn't realize. He's the guy who does all the neon Evangelion, Evangelion movies sorry i haven't seen any of those i haven't read any of it either i don't i don't know but i know it's very popular and a lot of my friends are really into it and it's like you know one of the best anime shows ever and has all these movies and stuff like that um but anyway he's the creator of that at least the um tv and movie form of it i don't know about writing it but anyway he said that he knows that he'll never make them like this movie is not going to be as good as the original there's like no way to do that but he just he sees nothing wrong with trying to make it as good as possible or maybe even better than the original and i really appreciated that 
um, because I feel like you really have to kind of have that mindset when you make a movie like this. It's supposed to kind of be a, a bit of a reboot of the original Godzilla because it's not taking place after like the 1954 Godzilla. This is a completely new Godzilla story. Um, that's actually in the title. Shin means like three different things in Japan. It means like a new, true, and God, which is like obviously very fitting for a Godzilla um, movie because he's kind of all three of those things in a way. But anyway, so he obviously has a lot of re uh, reverence for the original movie, and so does a lot of people. And so I'm very, I'm very excited to see um, what that movie holds for us. And I will talk to you about it next week. So hope you guys have a great week this week, and I will see you next Friday.